Welcome to the Fin Nation podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together. Success does not have a definition. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm your host, White Gannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back to Nation. Today, I have an amazing guest, Jamie Glassman, who is a registered kinesiologist in Toronto. I knew I was probably going to trip up on that word because that's a tongue twister, but registered kicked me first. So <laughs> Jamie, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Let's start with the main question and then let's dive into all the cool things about what you do and who you are. But let's find out first, how did your entrepreneurial journey begin? That's always a fun question to answer. So my entrepreneurial journey actually only started um, a little under two years ago. I was working for a physiotherapy clinic. I was uh, working and helping a ton of people that were in pain, that had illnesses, that had injuries, use exercise to get out of pain. And I was just getting more and more frustrated every single day. Just knowing that I could do more, knowing that I was meant for more. um, And even throughout my whole professional career so far, I knew that there was just had to be a better way. And in March, 2018, I quit my full-time job and started to, on my plate to become an entrepreneur, taking every business course that I could, trying to figure out exactly where the holes um, in the healthcare industry are and how exactly I can fill them. Um, And I feel like it's exciting because now I'm at a point where I feel like I can actually start to show up and be there for the people that I need to, because I know how to connect with them. I know who I'm talking to instead of when I was working in a clinic and working for other businesses, I didn't have to worry about that because I was mainly focused on fulfilling their missions. And now I can really fulfill my mission, which is connecting with individual people. So let me ask you then, what drives you behind this entrepreneurial venture? I know you change lives, absolutely change lives. But what was the driving personal call from you? Yeah, the personal call for me is based on my own experiences and also based on what I've seen with my patients in the past. For myself, I've always struggled with aches and pains, chronic pain throughout kind of my whole life, feeling like um, inadequate in terms of exercise and really not feeling like there's anything out there that was for me. And then on the other side of that, when I was working in clinics and gyms, I've worked kind of everywhere that I possibly can. And I just kept noticing that there was not really a ton of options to really bridge that gap between rehab and fitness and teaching people that if they have chronic pain, they have chronic illness, they, they just don't resonate with exercise the way that it's presented right now, or they have different goals in terms of their performance or lifestyle that there can be other options for those people. And I found that those people also really connected with my story as well. Mm. So that's really what drives me to do what I do is to just redefine what exercise means, especially for marginalized communities, for people in pain, people that are generally being disregarded by the medical system. And I'm here to provide them with options of here's how you can actually start to help yourself 
and I believe you in your story. Oh, that's deep. So when you ventured out into this entrepreneurial calling, this entrepreneurial space, learning the business pieces of it and learning how you're going to bridge the gap between that and what you love to do the most, those are kind of parallel. They're not, they don't always intertwine. So as you were teaching yourself these things, as you were, you know, diving into what it looked like to be an entrepreneur, as well as to fulfill the parts that you love the most in bridging the gap for your patients and your clients, how did you learn to uh, really understand that there's a separation, but also pick what you needed to learn when you needed to learn it? Talk to me about that. Oh man, that's a great question because it was just all a whirlwind. Picking, it's so interesting. The first thing that I had to learn is that I had to unlearn a lot of my beliefs and my behaviors that were kind of given to me instead of who I am. And especially being an entrepreneur where you're constantly faced with rejection, you're constantly faced with imposter syndrome, you got to know who you are and you got to know that it's okay to be who you are and to be a part of that journey. So I'd always heard things like, you know, entrepreneurs and successful people wake up at 5 a.m. and do this and do that. And at the beginning, I would start to let those things get to me. And I was like, okay, I'm never going to be successful because I'm not like all of these successful people. So part of that redefinition was accepting what I do well and that I do do things well and how to make it work for me in my life to give me that full fulfillment. In terms of the actual business pieces, I had a business coach um, when I first started going into the world of entrepreneur. I just kind of was hoping they'd hold my hand through it. They'd teach me all these things. And what I learned the most is that the only way that you move, move forward is if you start to take actionable steps. And it was super helpful because everything was overwhelming at first. I was like, what do I even use a website for? How am I going to like convey my programs? Do I want to have a program or do I want to have a service? What do I even do? And it really had to like take me a second to be like, you know what? I know what I do really well, but I need to learn to talk about about it better. I need to learn to figure out exactly what I'm selling and what my programs are so that people know that they need me. And it's really just building those connections. And the biggest thing for me was getting over the fear of sales. I had been in gym environments, I've been in clinic environments, and it just made me feel icky. And uh, from talking to tons of people, I know that that is a very similar feeling. And it's really just had to reframe in my mind that sales is not taking people's money, it's exchanging for value. And what I do and I provide has a cost and it does provide a value, not only in what I do, but in my energy my education, my time, and just how I um, express these things all together. So, yeah. That's a very big, 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 big lesson. The sales piece of it, the call to action piece of it is extremely important. So I just want to pinpoint on that for just a minute because I love that you brought that up. If you had to pick one thing from that time frame, that one aha, one shift in your belief, in bringing value, having a monetary exchange for value, what was it that really made that click for you? So I have something in my calendar that continually makes me have that click for me. And I just have it as every day. There's two different calendar reminders. One is your intention is enough. You already act with integrity. 
And the second is there has to be a better way. And those two statements in themselves, when I heard them the first time, they kind of just gave me that sense of relief that things, just because there is a exchange for money for what I do and that I want to be able to really show that I am genuinely caring for people, that these two things in themselves are the things that define me more than having to ask for money. And it's not also just me like on the street asking random strangers for money either. So I feel like those two statements in themselves just really keep me grounded as best as I can to really say like, there is a purpose behind what you do. It does not take away from the value of your service. If anything, it adds value to your service because there's a higher expectation to show up. Mm -hmm. I love, love, love that you said that because in my calendar, every single day at the very top of the day, I have a blurb too. It's the first thing I always see. It reminds me when it, my calendar, you know, triggers my phone to say, you've got this appointment coming up. So it actually has an eight o'clock slot that says show up, give value, share every day. So I, I have a line for myself too <laughs> in my That's calendar. Awesome. It helps you like think about it too, because like I'm someone that like gets really excited. I don't know if you can tell based on everything about me and my general enthusiasm, but I have so many things that I care about and that in itself can hold you back and be overwhelming. So if you kind of just focus on like, what is your purpose? What is that one thing that just like ignites you? It just helps you stay focused and grounded. Yes. And then on top of that, learning about kind of what my like mission statement is, what my values are, learning what those words freaking mean. Because when I first started, I am now not embarrassed to say I had no idea what I was even supposed to be doing. And that's a lot of that was because I was doing stuff based on what I thought I was supposed to be doing, not based on what I wanted and what I needed to create. So a continuing process. (laughs) Well, and it will be a continuing process. It will always be a continuing process. I do say often, in fact, I say it on the show often enough that entrepreneurship is going to be the highest form of personal development. If people haven't realized that yet, get to know it because personal development is the outside coming in and no greater way to work on yourself than to be an entrepreneur because you're constantly reaching out to bring in, reaching out to bring in to better you so you can better your people. The people that are depending on you, you know, waiting for you to show up, waiting for you to do all those things. So yes, you are absolutely correct. It will continue to evolve, but that's a good thing. We should be excited about that because we get as creatives, as entrepreneurs, we get to grow and we get to continue to move forward and we get to, you know, discover new things and trickle that down into the stuff that we share for our people. I mean, that's, it's fun. It can be fun. Oh, it has its days, but it can be fun. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely does. Especially like it made me feel like I had to grow up so fast because you can't hide behind anything anymore. And I tried that inadvertently, you know, you are, I was defensive. I had my, my moments where I couldn't really take feedback well, or I just was like overthinking myself, which I've mentioned earlier. And really once I had to take a look at, and I have a lot of really awesome support systems and people in my life that will just call me on my shit. Pardon my French. No, totally. (laughs) Those people really kind of just put, put into perspective for me being like, this is not okay. You have to make a change. And it really, as I go through the entrepreneurial journey and the adult journey anyways, 
it really just kind of makes you realize that you need to be accountable for yourself. And that Mm -hmm. really kind of pushes you forward anyways. And that's what I consider being an adult. So true. Very true. I'm not going to argue with you on that. (laughs) (laughs) How do you define success? What is your benchmark for success? Honestly, my, I've been asked this question a couple of times and it's evolved to a sense of relief. Hmm. Feeling like I can actually take a step back and look at what I've done and say, this is good for now. And that doesn't mean stop and doesn't mean continue to grow. It means being able to take a week off from my business and be able to put my mind to sleep. Mm -hmm. Because even though, even when I worked for other people, I was constantly concerned all the time. I could not go on vacation without worrying about how my patients are doing, whether or not the people that are, you know, taking my place for those that week or two are doing what I would have done. And that's really what kind of pushed me to do what I'm doing, because not only do I think that there's a better way that I can help people and people can get the care they need, but I know there's a better way for myself, for my peace of mind, especially because my profession is like baby brand new profession. It's only a regulated health profession in Ontario, in the whole world. That, you know, if we're going to be building this profession together, I want to start with ways that we can make us more efficient and also give us more energy to show up for our people. Absolutely. And that means a lot because we have a lot of um, mental hoops that we jump through even more so now than maybe even 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know, so physically and mentally being strong and being able to show up is our way to be present. And then being present is a definition of success. I was challenged with that actually just this week for Monday and Tuesday, my son had a tournament, a state tournament, and I was down there. And the first thing I woke up Monday morning and I thought, oh my God, I need to do something for my business. What is it I need to do for my business? You know, I, and it wasn't anything specific. It was just a thought that I need to be present in my business. What am I not showing up with? And I'm thinking, why Dev? You built this entire business to be able to enjoy moments like this, settle down, enjoy the moment like this, you know, and I, I have uh, my networks and we all have our, our pockets of people and I bounced it off of them. And, and they were just like, you don't have to do anything right now. Right. And I was like, no, I've got this. I get to be present. It was this moment where it felt interesting for a blip. And then I was like, no, this is why we do these things is so that we can be present for the people immediately in our immediate life, as well as be refreshed when we come back into the picture for those that are learning from us, from those that are, you know, watching us and, you know, being inspired or energized by whatever it is we do to show up, being able to take a moment and come back and be refreshed for them. So that's a good definition of success on your end. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I feel like the hardest part about being in the entrepreneurial journey, and I feel like I've said that 40 times, even just in this podcast alone, (laughs) every single day, it's always like, this is my favorite thing, or this is the hardest part. And I'm just like, there's so many is it's not even anyways. Um, (laughs) But it's really redefining what priorities mean. Yes. So what priorities matter to you? And once you become an entrepreneur, you're allowed to have priorities that matter to you as opposed to what are the priorities for the business. And you learn that the priorities become exponentially bigger when you have your own thing and you're building your own business and you're building your own journey. 
Um, and also being able to really prioritize your life and compartmentalize. And I have never been good at compartmentalizing. So I always like to say that um, entrepreneurship has forced me to compartmentalize my business and my personal life. Because even though it sounds like it should be the opposite, because like my business is my baby, but my integrity and what I do has always been my baby anyways. Right. So I need to be able to separate myself from, I am allowed to have other interests other than what I do with my work. I'm allowed to foster my relationships and be a human being, and then also be able to have my business. And I'm still figuring out how to do that. As I said, I have never been really good at it, but that's the kind of the biggest thing that I'm working on right now is now that I know what all the pieces are, now that I understand, you know, everything that you need to a certain extent about starting your own business and being an entrepreneur, now I can actually start to pick what is the most urgent that I need to do mm-hmm. and let go of the rest. Mm-hmm. That's your freedom. I write it all down. I have like 4,000 bajillion notebooks filled with <laughs> nonsense. But like... I'm just like, oh, cool. I look at it and I'm like, cool. And then I look at a notebook from like a couple months ago. And it's like literally like one of the exact same sentences, but like other things around it. I'm like, cool. That's how I know I'm on the right track. Consistency. Cool. (laughs) Inconsistent consistency. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's organized madness. It's great. (laughs) And that is, that could, if that could sum up the journey, there you have it. Boom. But we can take away that it is it is magical on the inside as well. I want to ask you to explain for the audience and for me too, what is kinesiology? Explain what that actually is in, in the terms of it. Yeah, it's really confusing, especially because it's literally, it seems like one of the most complicated words ever. But kinesiology in itself is the study of human movement. And a kinesiologist um, uses exercise as medicine. So it's really just taking that exercise piece as the main focus, which is so relatable to not only like general population people, people that are healthy and can move, maybe more sedentary than they'd like, but it's also for people with chronic pain, chronic illnesses, recovering from injuries, and then recovering from those injuries and focusing on improving their function better than it was before. And then focusing on actually figuring out what you enjoy in terms of exercise and movement and being able to improve your performance and allow you to be able to do the things that you never thought you were, could or were possible. Hmm. So that's what so much excites me about what I get to do is that I get to use exercise and movement as that piece, but I'm redefining it for people that really need it, that need it for their health. And it's not just fitness. It's not just about looking a certain way. It's not just about being able to do a fitness class and sweat the most and feel sore. And it's also not just about doing the one or two exercises based on your suspected air quote weakness. And that's supposed to be the solution to your life. It's about for people that really want to make a change, but I know how hard that is to just make that change on your own. And you have those days where you're like, okay, I'm going to stop eating this, or I'm going to start doing this. And it's so restricting. And it's so hard to do on your own that I tell people, I want to be your support system. I want to be that person that's going to help you learn what you need every day for you and show you how you can progress and what you didn't think was possible. And the hardest part of that is knowing what some people need, but matching that with what they want and focusing that what they want and what their priorities are 
are the pinnacle of what's going to help them the most and fitting in what they need to that, as opposed to focusing on what I think they need. And then being like a parent to be like, yeah, do this, take out, the, take out the garbage, do the laundry, whatever. And then you're like, oh, cool. Now it's a chore. Now I don't want to do it. And I don't really like right. it that much. So it's a balance because it's not just I teach a certain way of exercise. It's not that I am in fitness or rehab or one thing specific. It's my main mission is to redefine what exercise means to each individual person. So right now I'm working on a program for people that have a menstrual cycle, however they identify their biology has a menstrual cycle. So how do you optimize exercise for each phase, especially for people that might not identify as feminine, that might not identify as a woman? And how can you use these tools to help you adding on chronic pain or chronic illness? Those things also add in different factors. How can we use our menstrual cycle to be able to kind of adapt our exercise and actually give ourselves permission to take a break when our body is telling us this, what we need and how Mm. to know that and Mm. how to know to push yourself because there's so much uncertainty. And on the other hand of that, I've experienced this throughout my whole life is an expectation to know better for your body and kind of eliminating that guilt, eliminating that fear and just giving people an opportunity to be human and vulnerable, but also get tangible information to help them move and feel better and love it more than it being a chore. Like you were saying, because that's the biggest, the, I think one of the biggest hurdles that I have personally experienced at points in my life where I'm like, I have to go grind this out because this is what I have to go do. When at one point when it, the script was flipped and said, and I, I think it was about 18 months ago And it was an opportunity to see it a completely different way that said, stop exercising. And I'm not saying exercising, don't stop exercising. That's not what I'm saying. But for the connection, the improper connection that I had at the moment, that I had to go grind it out for the sake of grinding it out, and it wasn't producing the results, the person at the moment was just like, stop for a minute. Stop. We have to reset this. Because you are so used to doing it and hating it the entire time, but yet still doing the thing it's counterproductive for you. And so it's like, just stop, stop. And then let's reframe how we're doing this and let's put it back together a different way. And I was like, oh, and then all of a sudden it did work. It did do something different. There was a different perspective with it, but it wasn't like I had to go out there and pump iron for four hours in a day just to get a result or the perceived result I was thinking I wanted, which actually wasn't exactly what I wanted. It was this over here, but I thought that was going to get me that, you know, it just this odd connection that happened in my brain. So people like you <laughs> fix that. <laughs> yeah, so- <laughs> that's amazing. I'm smiling so big for all of your viewers out there because it just fills my life with so much joy when people learn that they're allowed to be human and they're allowed to disrupt the things that don't fulfill them. Right. And I tell people like, there's so many rules. I'm always doing air quotes and people can't see them. And they're just like, <laughs> this is the-. like, okay, air quote. People are told all the time, all these rules, either they need to do this much to look a certain way. This is the epitome of health. Stop running for your needs, whatever it is. And a lot of that isn't necessarily true for you. Right. It's, a, I t- want people to focus on things that really bring them joy. And be able to do the things that are an outlet for them 
but I want to optimize how they're training so that they can make it the most efficient for them, understand how their body works, why we're doing all of these exercises. So I see people online that are like, oh, do this for your glutes or do external rotations for your shoulder. And why should I care about that? Why am I doing this one exercise? How much? How often? How do I know I need to do that? And a lot of it is there's things that we can do to make us feel good in the moment. There's things that we can do that are safe, that when we are have a flare or are symptomatic in some way, that's still safe, that gives us our power back when we feel like we're powerless. And then there's the things that protect us so that we can do the things we need to do to be able to do them easier. And it's not like I'm going to make you run up and down stairs or do barbell squats or do anything crazy. If that's what you want, that's great. We can work towards that. But that's not where we need to start. And it might not always be the best option for you. I've had clients that have come in with shoulder pain, with chronic illness that results in a ton of pain, whether it's arthritis or fibromyalgia or EDS. And they kind of have this sense of like, I know what I should be able to do, but every time I try X, Y, and Z happens. Mm. I'm like, cool, let's just focus on one thing. Either let's work on your area of injury, but show you how you're so strong in all these other areas that even though this isn't directly around your area, we can still use this to make you stronger and more powerful so that we can reduce symptoms. We can actually try to treat that area with movement and giving you that power back throughout your day instead of just waiting for your next appointment or waiting for that sense of motivation where you're finally going to go to the gym or waiting for the motivation to start eating healthier. There's always something small you can start to do now that's attainable, that's achievable. We just have to figure out what works for you, your Mm -hmm. life, and how your body functions now and what it needs to do to do what you want to do. I don't need to breathe, as you can tell. (laughs) Well, no, preach it, preach, preach, preach it. Uh, But the, the cool thing is, is that we get the freedom to let that evolve especially with guidance from someone like you that sees it in that perspective, which not, not the majority of what we see, what's inundated in maybe our feed or, or our email or the TV or whatever, however we're consuming information these days, but not, it's not as easily digested that way. And it's not as common to see it that way. We see the, it's like a magic pill or magic bullet thing. Do this. It'll get you this. When maybe 5% if all the other things lined up properly for that to be the result. The thing is, is that we get the opportunity to let this evolve with guidance from someone like you to where we can shift it. So when, when maybe something comes up, we're all getting older, we're not getting younger. That's a fact of life, you know, so things will change over time. Things will shift over time. And maybe what shifts is that, you know what, I loved doing this all summer and I don't really love doing it anymore. So what do I want to do next? You know, having the perspective of someone saying, Hey, look, you don't have to continue doing that. Let's talk about what you want to do. Let's talk about what you're wanting to focus on. Let's talk about how you're wanting to show up for these particular areas. That's the guidance that we need. That is better for us as a whole being, you know, all of the pieces connected so we can stay motivated and feeling good and living. Yeah. Consistency is king and it doesn't, you don't have to do the same thing every day, every season. I'm in Canada. Our seasons are all over the place that like things that we are really excelling in the summer might not work for us in the winter. 
and that's okay. Or we have a particular sport that we want to play and that's not consistent. And we have a desk job. There's so many things. It seems like it's so complicated, but you really have a choice. Mm -hmm. And that choice in itself can seem overwhelming. And I tell people all the time, I just want to offload that. I want to take that stress away from you so that I can help you plan your weeks, plan your exercise, get the movements in. So that doesn't have to feel as overwhelming. It doesn't have to be a chore. So you can walk up and down stairs without pain or breathlessness and see those small things that you're doing that are already victories and building off of those pieces. That's so good. You have a free gift for the audience. Tell us about what that's going to be that they can download. Yeah. So um, my free gift, (laughs) I have a discovery call available for anyone that's interested in learning more about what I do um, and seeing whether we're a good fit. You can always book that on my website at www.themovementmaven.com. I love talking. I love learning about your specific gifts as well. So that's my gift to you. If you're interested to talk to me and chat, I promise I won't do most of the talking. (laughs) Today was your platform, your moment. So you get to be the talking person today. Yeah. How can the audience connect with you outside of your website or outside of, of that? We'll hyperlink all the information, but I want to make sure they get to hear it from you. Yeah. So you can follow me on LinkedIn um, at Jamie Glassman, our kin, or find me on Instagram at the movement maven. So M-A-V-E-N. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Jamie. This has been really cool to dive into a different perspective that I think is very much a breath of fresh air. So thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Guys, make sure you check the show notes. We're going to have everything linked in there to connect with Jamie and do connect with her because the perspective of how she brings that change to your life is refreshing. But as always, keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Femination Podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation, have a no BS place to ask your business questions and connect with like-minded women entrepreneurs, Join the FEM community, our free group on Facebook. And don't forget to check out the next 21-day challenge at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Let's crack the door to what's possible when you begin leading yourself first. If you love this show, subscribe and share it with a friend. If this episode impacted you, it would mean the world to me if you left a review so others know what's possible by listening. I'm already looking forward to the next episode with you.